Welcome back to the Charlie Music Podcast. My name is Kyle. This is episode 26, and we are talking about measure 11 in the spirit of music. And joining us, as always, is CJ. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing this evening? I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Did you wake up thinking it was Friday? It kind of is Friday because I'm off tomorrow. Oh, that's good. That's good. Doing anything good? I have medical procedure tomorrow. Oh. Yes. They're finally going to get that thing off your neck, that head of yours. (laughs) Yeah, that ugly thing. Yeah, I hope so. Everything okay? Good? Uh, We'll know after the test. Okay, good. So so I had an echocardiogram, God, whenever, a month ago maybe, and they noticed that my aorta was slightly enlarged and they were worried that it might be an aneurysm. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. To but me. with my open heart surgery, it could just be the way it is, and yeah. they have nothing to base it on. So there's no, you know. So they're just, just a, you know. But it brings in a complaint, like insurance, like how, like so. I got a phone call on Tuesday that said, "Oh, by the way, they're not covering the procedure on on Friday." Like, well, it's three days before. Like, thanks for telling me. So I called. Um, and they're like, yeah, so they don't want you to have it done in a hospital. It's like, okay. She goes, you can go to this place called ProScan. They'll do it for you. And it looks like, judging by their denial, it looks like they'll cover it if you go there. It's like, all right. So I get the information, send it over to the doctor. And I was like, all right, well, I've, I prepaid for this. Don't ask me why. It was the stupidest thing I've ever done. But they called me up and they're like, hey, if you, pay, if you prepaid, it saves you 10%. I went, all right, cool. And me being a cybersecurity person, I gave her my credit card and I went, oh my God, this is a scam. Like they have found my information, like, and this is how scams work. Like people just call you and like, hey, if you prepay for this, right. you know, and they take your credit card number and they, and they so luckily it wasn't, I've, they actually, you know, deducted from my, my thing on the, uh, on the internet. So, but, so I called to cancel the appointment and they're like, why are you canceling? I said, well, my insurance isn't covered because it says right here they're covering it. I was like, well, my doctor just called and said they weren't covering it. So she's like, ah, let me look into it. So two days later, she's like, yeah, everything's fine. There were two different parts of the procedure that are covering one part. They're not covering the other part. You don't need the second part. It was just an additional thing that we were doing just because you were here. So we're just going to do the one part that's the important part, and you're done. You're fine. I was like, all right, cool, fine. But it's like, why is it so difficult? This is why I don't go to doctors because insurance is just awful. I that's the problem. It's it's not the doctors, it's the insurances. No. Yeah. Like you could pay out of pocket, but then you're paying an arm and a leg anyway. Exactly. Then it's the doctor's and I, problems. I'm, I'm, right. <laughs> and I'm sure what's going to happen is I'm going to go through this procedure and be like, "Oh, well, this was a good, and then I'm going to pay even more." It's like so no microphone until that happens. <laughs> <laughs> For those that are not 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 listening to the pre-show, which has not even started, we've never done a pre-show. I know, I know. CJ and I, I were talking about. Uh, I'm thinking about upgrading one of my microphones. So those that watch this on the on the YouTube's will see that I've got two microphones. This one is for the podcast. This one is for the YouTube's because I use two different computers. So the one so you use for I, the podcast is a Shure. 
Yes, the one I use is a Shure SM7B, which yep. is a, a an industry standard. It's been around forever. I mean, Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on it. It's been around forever. Um, and then I I bought this one, which is an AKG C214, which is um, a great microphone for like live recordings because I was doing live recordings at the time. Um, and it's a decent microphone, but it's a condenser microphone, so it picks up a lot of room noise. Right. And it doesn't have the vocal presence that the Shure does. And I kind of want them to be the same. I'm not happy with the way stuff sounds on the on the, the live stream and on the video of the podcast. So looking into potentially um, changing that up. But we'll see. So, As long as you don't need a new heart. I probably do. I'm heartless. Wow. That's just. Can I get? Can you so, get? Yeah, a, can you get a squeaky one? <laughs> like, like, like a dog toy. So every time you you yes. your heart beat, the dog's like, "Yep, what what's going on?" What, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> so yeah, on top of that, and just a rough week at work. It's I, I was double and triple booked all day long today. It was I had no time to do anything. And now, and it was. Are just, you closed on Monday? No. Because it's Yom Kippur, so a lot of the schools are closed. Yeah, we don't do you Jewish don't, holidays. Out I was going to say, Ohio. yeah. So, so we're closed. Uh, my next my next uh, day off is October 9th? Columbus, 11th? Columbus Day. Ninth, yeah. yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yep. How are about you, you? What's up with you? I thought it was Friday. I got <laughs> home from work. I was like, hmm. It's the weekend. Oh, it's not <laughs> the weekend. I was like, oh, come on. It's it's just been one of those weeks like Tuesday hit and both myself and my coworker were like, it's Thursday, right? Like that's how <laughs> much it, the two first two yep. days were of the week. It was just yeah. so much. And then Wednesday hit and it just it just feels like I feel like I'm already three weeks in. Like I feel like I'm in October already. That's how much. <laughs> yeah, past so I, I hear you. A few days have been, but otherwise, I mean, can't complain. I mean, I could, yeah. but you know, like like they say, who's listening? Everybody who downloads the podcast every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they tune out at this part. They wait for the book. So. Are you listening to anything? Um, I've gone back to some Punch Brothers. Um, there's a dog barking, and it's not mine. Um, so Punch Brothers I've been going to back to a little bit. Um Sister Hazel's been putting out some stuff on like YouTube and stuff. Okay. So I'm getting back into some Sister Hazel. Um in fact that might be tomorrow's live stream. So nice. Sorry y'all you missed it. But um tomorrow I think it's gonna be Sister Hazel. And then um I listened to a little Courtney Barnett this evening. Not my cup of tea, but someone mentioned it at work and I went, I'll check it out. Right. But not meant for me, but you know. Um, someone might enjoy it. What about you? Still audiobooks? Still audiobooks. I, I just, I can't stop listening to them. I'm really enjoying it. So I'm going to stay with this kick for a while. Um, okay. but I found out that you used to watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. I don't know if you watched the new one and the old one, but I know you watched the old one because we used to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Well, and I don't, which old one are you Not the British about? one, the, the Americanized okay. one, but. Gotcha. So, do you remember a Charles Estin that was on the show? Yeah. He jumped Chip on. Uh, yeah, Chip, right. Yeah. So, he's on the show Nashville. Okay. So, he plays, I guess, a country singer on the show. He's putting out his own album. Really? Yeah. It comes out, I don't know if it's a couple weeks or next month, but it, he's putting out a country album. Interesting. Yeah. 
And it's just so weird because you, you know, watch someone who's lying, you know, he's talented. Right. So it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not a question of talent, but just to see him put out his own country yeah. album. And I think it derives from the fact that he's on the show Nashville. He plays a country singer, mm-hmm. like some of the artists that um, are on the show or like singing in the, on the album. But it is, an, it's not like Nashville's, it's like his album. Right. But it's country. Interesting. So like, I want to listen, but I don't. <laughs> Well, give it a shot. Because it's country. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it. No, you I'm going to listen to it. I'm curious. You can turn it off. No, okay. no, no, yeah. No, I'm totally going to listen to it. But I thought that was very interesting. And I'm very excited because next month, October 13th, Friday the 13th, Hannah. Hannah huh? Hannah Wickland. Yep. I ordered the record, so I'm waiting for it to come. Or I should say the vinyl for those that don't know what a record is. I should probably do that. I ordered one. I think I got the pretty one. No, I got the signed one. I did pay for the sign one. So I'm excited about that. That Let's new music. Let's go to Hannah with the website and I will pre-order the prize. Yes. And I love the fact that she does all the artwork. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because it really, um, really speaks to her music. I don't think... You can pre-order? You can pre-order, but I don't see the, the pretty one anymore. Uh-oh. I pre-ordered one of like, what's the first? I was like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to get the signed version. <laughs> yeah. I don't see any of those. So, oh, there is a signed version. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Maybe we'll get the signed version. Yeah. It's only 10 bucks. We'll get that and hang it on the wall next to Victor. Victor. Yep. Who I get to see October 7th. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. About. I'm thinking about seeing him November 11th. I, but he's not with. Not with Rebirth. No. Right. Rebirth is, I know I know they start at 7 on that Saturday, right. but um, you're not seeing it with them. Yeah. But Now, is, is it standing room only for yours? I didn't look. I we, think it is. We talked about this in one of the episodes that he was, the one I'm going to is standing room only. Right. And you said that a friend of yours in... Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, the same yeah, thing. Standing He's, room only there. Yeah. And and they have rebirth brass band as well. But it's standing room. Deeds. November eleventh. Oh. That's not Ohio. <laughs> November seventh. Sorry. November seventh. <laughs> Memorial Hall, I don't think, has standing room only. Let's look. Oh, you loading pe- map. You people in Ohio need to sit down. I mean, Rebirth stand. might be just for, for, I mean, the old stadium might be for Rebirth only. It's possible. Let's take a look at the But tickets. I know that they're playing at Brooklyn Steel on the 7th in October, and I know that that, from what I saw from the venue, it's standing room only. Gotcha. It says view seating chart. Nope, there is no, it is not standing room only. It is. That's cool. Seats. I'm coming to Ohio so I can sit down. Okay. <laughs> that is I'm like, wondering. So the last time I saw him, he had Crystal Peterson open for him because she's from this area. So I'm wondering if she's going to open for him again. And that's why Rebirth isn't playing. Could you call the venue and find out? I probably could. I, I think it was a surprise last time. So. Do it. Hmm. We shall see. Forget the microphone. Go see Victor Wooten. 
There is one seat available in the one, two, oh, that's, oh, it's, that's far back. Is it $500? Third, uh, 56 is the most expensive. Oh, that's actually not bad. No. Cool. 36 to 56 bucks. You, so, okay. Being that we're talking about Victor Wooten and we're, you know, reading his book and stuff. I'm surprised his tickets aren't more money. Yeah. I mean, is it so? So this the question really comes to: Is it his decision, and does he tell the venues, "I don't want my tickets to be on outrageous cost"? It could be. I mean, I know Joe Bonamassa came around, and his tickets were outrageously expensive. Right. Because I, I mean, feel even like for this area, and I feel like Victor Wooten. I feel like Mr. Wooten could easily draw a crowd even with a hundred dollar ticket. Mm-hmm. I think he could too. I think he has enough of a of a pull or a backing. Mm-hmm. Yes, with $56, $60 tickets, you probably will fill the auditorium a lot quicker. Right. And you know you'll have a play be playing to a packed house versus the $100 tickets. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's interesting. And I remember there was yep. a time, and I don't know if it's still the case, it probably isn't, where Billy Joel kind of like for a while was like, no, 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 you can't make those tickets that high in price. I want people to actually mm-hmm. come to my con. I'm sure that's not the case now. I'm sure some of his, right. his tickets have got to cost like four or $500 because of his residency thing. Yeah. But it was uh, it was very interesting. Oh, let's talk real quick. Corey Wong, Corey Wong did that video, that YouTube video. <laughs> yes, you need to put it in the show. notes. I will put that in the show notes. Yeah, it was a really good video. That was um, hysterical. So it was a, a video that he shot. I don't know why he shot it, but it was about him going over to his girlfriend's house to meet. Well, his girlfriend's house. He is married. That was in quotation kids. marks for those that can't see this. Yes. <laughs> So, um, you know, and they start talking about music and everyone gets incredibly offended at the type of music they were listening to. And, and at the very end, he goes, let's talk about politics. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's be great. And that was the end of the video. So totally um, funny yeah. to watch, especially if you're yeah. a music person. Yeah. I would totally put that in the, the show notes. Yeah. We'll put that in there. And it's, you know, it's kind of what we've all, all been saying, like, you know, naming genres is a way to alienate people. So True. Like I know, I was making the joke about him putting uh, Chip Esten or Charles Esten putting out a country album, but I'm definitely going to listen to it because I like mm-hmm. him, right? You know, and I may like it. I may end up finding out that I like it. Yeah. So, do we do we jump onto the book now? Let's not jump onto the book because it might break my Kindle. So you don't technically have a book; you have a Kindle. Kindle. I, I have a book. I'm not going to show it on given, the screen because the person, the people that are listening, you're not going to see it. <laughs> yes, I have given all of my spirit of music listening books away. Have you? I have. How dare you? That's not true. Yes, it is. Yeah, I have. Sorry, I thought I had one left, but I don't. <laughs> I do have some music lesson books, but yeah, that's too. I fun. need to go into Amazon and see how many of those I bought. That'll be an interesting number. Did you know, and, and just, I I shouldn't have done this, but I did it. And I'm like, you can actually go and download a spreadsheet of everything you've purchased on Amazon. Yeah. And for those of you that don't want to know your total amount, do not. Don't do down, it. Because, because it's not just the past year. It's when you opened up your Amazon yep. account. So if you've been doing mm-hmm. it for 10 years, yep. you just, you're going to see a mortgage. Do you know what the first thing you bought Not, on Amazon was? And I don't mean a mortgage payment. I mean a mortgage. <laughs> yeah. 
do I remember the first thing I bought on Amazon? No. Okay. Do you? I do. What did you buy? Rockapella Live in Concert DVD. That's funny. Yep. I don't remember. I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it is, but. I don't remember what it is. That was the first one. I could go back and look, but I'm afraid to. Yeah. (laughs) There was something else in there. I forget what it was, but that was was one of the things I bought. That's too funny. In that first purchase. Oh, the things we remember. Mm. Why do you remember that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Spirit of music. Spirit of music. Chapter 11. 11. Measure 11. Yes. Entitled the first lesson. The first lesson. Teaching completes the circle. You want want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Do it. See you later. (laughs) Uh, I'm done. <laughs> so th- I, I know we've kind of thought that there isn't a lot in this chapter. But, I mean, there is there is some stuff. It is a long chapter, and a lot of it is just kind of setting the stage for the rest of the book. Um, so to, to kind of fill you in, if you're just joining, um, Victor was kidnapped and brought to a, a, a place, and he later realized that it was his house. And um, at the very end of that chapter, he recognized um, the voice of a person and the aura of a certain person. And in this chapter, we realized that that person was Michael. And he, you know, goes into the the living room area, and Ollie's there, and Seiko is there, and Uncle Clyde from the first book is there, and Isis from the first book is there. And we realize that Seiko's teacher, Kaladi, is actually Uncle Clyde. And um, Isis is actually Essa for Ollie's teacher. And um, they kind of start to explain to Victor what's going on. And um, one of the things that I was kind of intrigued about was this line where that where, where the, we were talking about Uncle Clyde um, and how he when he met Uncle Clyde, he said um, he told me that Uncle Clyde chose to live that way, being homeless. I didn't understand at the time, but he once explained his reasoning for reasoning both enlightening and sensible. He chose to live as a homeless person because it was the best way for him to be left alone. According to him, being homeless allowed him to do his work undetected, unnoticed, which is how he preferred it. I understood his logic, but in my opinion, he should have been playing and teaching music. He sure taught me a lot, and he's still the best harmonica player I've ever heard. And we've kind of talked about this a little bit, you know, in, in you know, wanting to retire and wanting to do this and that and trying to fit into the norms of you know, the social, whatever it is, the the culture around us, but not wanting to. And I, I kind of thought about it. It's like, you know, yes, we are choosing to live this way, but like, could we really choose to live the way uncle Clyde did? But are we and not, not, not in the way like, like, could we do it? Yes, we could. But like, could we really like the way we are? Could we handle it? Well, so, but you're going based upon the fact that we're coming from what we do now, how we live now, going that right. way. Whereas right. you don't know, we, you don't know enough of the backstory of un- Uncle Clyde to know if That's this true. has just been his his life all along. Like right. maybe his family lived in poverty and he was used to living on the streets or having to whatever. We don't know what his backstory. Maybe he did have everything and he decided to step away from it because it was just too much. Right. I think our decision 
So I'm in a different, me being a different place where I have a wife and a child. So if I was not married, like mm-hmm. let's say I didn't meet my wife, I think that I would be more nomadic than I would mm-hmm. be. I think right. that like, for example, um, one of the companies that we both worked at for a while gave you the opportunity to hop from store to store. You could do like year yep. stints at the stores, whether mm-hmm. it was overseas, whether it was in the country. Like that's something that probably I would be doing to experience those other mm-hmm. cultures, locations, and and whatnot. Yep. But we are so used to the society of you work to have a home whether it's an apartment, whether it's a house, whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. you're working for these things. And I think we just fall into that and we're just so used right. to it. Now you have a generation of people that are using their tech and they're going off grid. Like you talked about in the previous episode about this guy that's yep. that's off grid and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. my question, the, the question that I really have is, would they have done it if they didn't have the tech? Because essentially that's he's making question. money off the tech. Right. So he's making some form of living. Yep. And he has to put himself out publicly. Yeah. In order to generate or monetize what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So re- if you were to remove that, would the decision have still been there? That's, I guess it depends on the person. You right. Know, no, like, no, no. Of course. Because you, and, and there, there are, I'm sure there are people out there that are doing it, but we don't know about them because exactly. they're not putting themselves out there. Exactly. That being said, I've mentioned um, this gentleman before, Peter Santanello. He is a a journalist, I guess, and he interviews people and, and cultures. Um, and he several weeks ago he interviewed a gentleman by the name of Titus. And um, Titus is a he doesn't really call himself Amish, but he kind of lives the Amish lifestyle. Um, and he's down in Kentucky, you know, a couple hours from me, but. He has done this, you know, he was, you know, his, his parents have electricity, you know, and he lives on a, like a 60 acre farm and he, all he does is farm his own stuff. It's, it's a home sitting thing. He farms his own stuff. He makes, he grows his own food, you know, and he lives on, he, he said it one time, I think it was like $400 a year or something, like something ridiculously low because he grows all his food. Like he doesn't need anything. So where does he get the money for the for the yearly cost the, like all all that is is it's it's taxes you know and is so basically his he taxes can sell are so his, low that it doesn't yeah right he can sell some like a little bit of food and there's the money yep okay mm-hmm. but but that's the thing like we know his backstory we know he grew up with and mm-hmm. he was like nah, i really don't want that i want to do this yep, yep. and so, i'll link the two the, there's two different videos of titus the titus interview I'll put those in the link with the Corey Wong video this week. And I think a third one is coming. Um, Titus is a, he's a preacher as well. Um, And he just, he he feels God calling him to preach places. So he decided that when Peter came back this time that they were going to go to Tennessee to preach, but they were going to hitchhike there. Is he the son of a preacher man? I don't believe he is. But it's going to be interesting because the video is going to be the journey of hitchhiking from Kentucky down to Tennessee to preach, and then Peter's friend's going to drive them back, um, and they're going to try and do it all in one day, which is going to be interesting. So interesting. 
Yeah. Anyway, back to the book. No, but I mean, it 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 says you know you know, just let, I just want to go back a little bit when yeah. he when he realizes that that Michael is there, he says, "I could feel his spirit. I could also mm. feel the spirit of music. They were always together, a dynamic duo." And I that kind of stood out to me because I feel like even though I'm listening to an audiobook right now, mm-hmm. it's still a sound. It's still something. Right. And I feel that same way. I feel like there's always something. Or even when I'm sitting outside and the wind's blowing, there's I'm always listening mm-hmm. to it. And I think that's very interesting. And I and I'm not saying that that's how like people see me where like I'm a dynamic duo because music is there, but I'm just saying like right. that's just it's interesting because I like to think that I like mm-hmm. to feel that way. Cause there's just, you know, I talk about it. I, I want to share it and whether I like this song or not, or this or that, like I still wanting to listen, you know, and stuff like that. So I just thought that was interesting, but I think it's interesting how there's so many diverse people, these characters, mm-hmm. they really are. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and they and again he talks about how uh, Uncle Clyde and Michael taught that music and life were um, they well he taught them more they taught him more about music and life. Mm-hmm. So then they um, they they start to tend to Victor's knee. So if you remember uh, earlier in the book, um, Victor fell several times, hurt his knee, um, and we I mentioned this kind of earlier in our episodes where. Uh, Michael takes a set of headphones um, from a gentleman by the name of Gus, and Gus was brought up in the very first chapter, um, and they put the headphones on his knee to heal his knee, essentially. Um, and question for you, so th- they they talk about how, how Victor's song is Amazing Grace. Do you think you have a song, and do you know what it is? Um, No. Okay. And it, it, that's a, I don't know if I have a song. Right. I may have a voice and our, uh, like a singer, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I have a song. Okay. Do you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it, which it's funny because you asked that question. And as I read this, I was like, do I have a song? <laughs> like if, if I felt the need to use a song to, vibrate my knee back to feel better like mm-hmm. do i have one yeah because i i i mean it's a proven fact that vibrations and certain things do work uh there is a right. scientific method behind this it's not mm-hmm. you know there's more to it than just putting headphones on the knee but yeah. there is something that's there and and for those that don't believe it think about like massagers like you know that's just vibration that's all it is <laughs> Oh, look, you know? MRIs are vibrations. Essentially, they're mm-hmm. making your cells stand up yep. on end so they're easier to read. Like mm-hmm. it, they're creating this magneti- this magnetization, this 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 this. Thing. It's a, still a vibration. Like mm-hmm. it's, there's still something there. Yep. You know, we all vibrate so, when we walk. <laughs> <laughs> I vibrate when I walk because I'm shaking the ground because I'm fat. Uh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, they. They tend up to Victor's knee um, with the headphones, and you know Victor is you know a little you know unsure of whether it's going to work. And Michael reminded them that music is energy, and that she can be used for many things, like medicine. We don't have to focus on it or believe in it to reap the benefits, which I like. That's kind of an interesting thing. Yes. But when we consciously and purposefully engage our feelings with music, her power and ours grows. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, it's it's I think it's both, you know, a mental thing, but also a, a physical thing as well. So that being said, the part before that with the asking, "What's your favorite animal?" Oh yes. Do yep. you what do you think about that? So there's a there's a scene where um, Seiko asks Victor, "What's your favorite animal?" And he's like, "What do you need?" Blah blah blah, and he takes a moment to think about it. And then he's like a giraffe, a giraffe, a giraffe. <laughs> There's a giraffe, <laughs> a giraffe floating down the river. There's a floating down the river. There's a giraffe. <laughs> what kind of raft is that? It's a giraffe, <laughs> a giraffe. And him, uh, Seiko and Ali start to laugh. And they say what happened was, is while he was sleeping, they infused, they used music and infused energy. So they decided to used the key of G for the word giraffe and infused the word into the music and nothing more mm-hmm. in order for Victor to answer the question yep. with the word giraffe. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, his mattress vibrates to a G. Right. So, so uh, you know, and I wonder how much of that is plausible. Right. I don't know. Because you could use vibrations and stuff like Reiki therapy and all that stuff Mm -hmm. or singing bowls or something to help yourself balance and help yourself meditate and all that stuff. So that is something that's helping your energy. But is it plausible to use that as an energy to transmit something? I mean, it is. I mean, when you bring people together to listen to music, you're transmitting a sound that they Mm want to listen to. But like... Think about could the way radio works. I mean, that was. Could I get you to say draft? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that song, um, the Bare Naked Lady song. You know, you can hang out over there. Underwear? Made you say underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So. As we, I mean, as we digress. About it, yeah, well, yeah. But think about this. Like, like there's like I can walk over to the piano right now and play one chord, make you sing the next note, and you sing the, the note I want you to put the sing. Right. Just by playing a chord. Like right. that is possible to do. And I've done it before with groups. You know, I mean, it, with more context, it's a lot easier to do. But with one chord, I can almost always guarantee that I can get the right answer unless someone knows what I'm doing. Right. And as as a as a musician or somebody who's into music, um, I remember being in the car and, and like my mom had like, she was a country music listener. So we'd listen, be listening to country music, but I would able, I was able to kind of pick the chords that were going to come next in my head. Like mm-hmm. I kind of knew where it was going. And I asked her, cause this, I was, I was fair. I was young at the time. I asked her, I'm like, why am I able to do this? <laughs> like, what? and she just said, you know, it's that explanation. Like I was just in tune to the music enough that I kind of understood it. And it's not that, other people can't do it. It's just mm-hmm. that they may not be aware of why they're doing it. Whereas I was questioning why I could do it. And that's kind of part of it is that the song is written in such a way that it kind of forces you to think that way. Right. Yeah. All right. So they move forward. They sit down and talk and they try to mm-hmm. get Victor caught up. Yep. And then they introduce him to Sifu. Mm-hmm. Sifu is the only non-musician in the whole entire book. Yep. And um, but around that time, 
Uh, they were uh, around the time that he met Sifu. Michael said, yes, years ago you learned that music was sick. Since our time apart, the situation has rapidly, wor rapidly worsened and someone is trying to speed up the process. Which are those people with the headphones. And we learn that they call them phasers. Yes. So at this time, Jonathan returns to our story. Mm -hmm. Um and we find out that he's actually very unique, which we kind of learn that he's unique, but he's even more unique mm -hmm. where they're saying that he's gifted enough where they can't get to him. Right. Phasers. Yes. He's uh, essentially immune to the phasers. Right. And he's and he's valuable to them because able, he's able to do things without being um, compromised mm -hmm. in that sense. And then they stated that the reason why Jonathan was brought into Victor's life is because they needed Victor to move on to the next step, which was teaching um, mm -hmm. that he needed to teach, which brings us to that subtext, teaching completes the circle of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And they continue talking about this and what do you mean by this and really and all that stuff. And Isis starts talking with her little accent, which is a little hard to read. <laughs> and they just talk about the fact that time is wasting. And they need to start working on getting these phasers away, like, to save music. Mm -hmm. And then they're... So this is something that I think is interesting. So they're trying to bring together people to, to do this. M musicians, people that are like-minded and all that stuff. Right. And Uncle Clyde says, you see, the air you're breathing right now is the same air they're breathing in Japan, Africa, Russia, or anywhere else in the world. But there's only one air. Like, it's not like right. they're breathing Japanese air. They're breathing the same <laughs> air that your air, you know? Yes. It's not like the food. Now, I just had Japanese food. I, I can eat Japanese food, even though it's still food. It's going to taste different. But the air that the I'm going to go, if I went to Japan, I'm breathing the same air. Right. And uh, and he goes, the same thing. It's the, there's... There's nothing different about water. There's still it's just water, you know, mm -hmm. which is not true because if you read certain, <laughs> I heard that. What was that that went by? Was it a motorcycle? No, that was a car. Oh, that was a car. Uh, but what the point that they're making is that music, and this is where we were talking about how genre sh does not need to be put into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Music is the same. It may right. sound different. But mm -hmm. music is still music, and that's what they were they were talking about. Um, so they're saying that music is what gave them the connection and what brought Seiko and Ollie together. Like right. Jonathan was kind of forced on Victor, so Victor would meet him, whereas mm -hmm. music brought those three together. Right. And moving on from there. So essentially, for those yeah, those yeah. who are playing Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> Um, music is the Liu Kang of, of this. Oh, wow. Are you and playing Mortal Kombat 1? Know, no, but I've been, I've been watching people play it online. Um, so if you play the story mode at the very end, Liu Kang brings together all of these different... Um, these different Lewis, if you unplug the thing again, I'm going to beat you. Thank you. Okay. Don't Last see that on microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Last time Lewis laid down, he unplugged... or. Turned off the, the monitors, and if that happens, I can't hear. So anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway, they, they realized that um, 
there are different dimensions, and then Luke Kang goes out to all these different dimensions and pulls in all these like heroes to save the realm that he's in. And this sorry. is anyway. the end of Mortal Kombat One. Mortal Kombat One. So there's going to be a sequel. So they're creating. Oh, yes. a, so they're creating oh, a yeah. multiverse of Mortal Kombat. Yes. Isn't Van Damme in there now? Finally, he plays like it's Van Damme plays. Um, I don't K- know. Uh, what was that? Luke. K- Who's Kano? the act? Kane? No, not Kano. Johnny Cage. Who- Johnny Cage. I don't know. I I, I I don't know if it's true. I don't. But it says something about where Van Damme finally in Mortal Kombat as um, Luke Cage. Like it's Van Damme playing Luke Cage. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Whatever you know. What I, I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't, I don't I, I just I, think, I watched the end of I watched the end of Mortal Kombat one today. So I just think of Highlander. There can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's weird that we went from like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat two, three. I think we went to eleven, and now we're on one. Well, it's like Xbox. Like, is this is Xbox? Like <laughs> it's like it's exactly what it is. We did Xbox three sixty, which is essentially a circle, and we went to Xbox one. <laughs> right. But then we, we went, went to, to Xbox, Xbox X. X. <laughs> then we went to Xbox XS, XS. and then. Xbox XXX. <laughs> Are they going to do a triple X Xbox? Who knows? I have That's no idea. That's kind of dangerous. <laughs> yes. So ISIS, <laughs> back to the book. <laughs> ISIS says we can uh, we connect to each other, animals, Mother Nature, and all kinds of objects uh, if we want to. Everything is a vibration, but the most vib- the most powerful one is love. And the more we love, the easier it is. Music helps us connect with each other because we love each other and we love music. Now, I think it's funny. I'm going to read now that paragraph without mm-hmm. me kind of like paraphrasing it because of the way she speaks. So she has an accent. Yes, Isis added. We connect to each other, the animals, our great mother nature, and all kinds of objects if we care to. Everything is a vibration, but the most powerful vibration is love. The more we love, the easier it is. Music helps us connect with each other because we love each other and we love music. No accent. No different inflections. It was a straightforward. Mm. And he commented on that a couple of times where her access would leave when there was something important yep. to say. Yep. And I think that that's, that is powerful if you think about it. Yep. And then... Victor asks, and I, I, this little area I think is very interesting. He goes, but what if we don't love each other? And she goes, why would you choose to do that, my child? Yeah, that's, I think that's the most important part of that. I think so, too. And it's interesting. Like, you're going to have people you don't get along with, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't love everybody. Right. You know, it's just, it's not worth the hate in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, then Jonathan brings up the piece of paper. So in earlier in the book, Victor had measures about 12 measures that were given to him from Michael and was it 12 measures? Yeah, it was like 14 measures. I'm sorry. Yeah. 14 measures that sorry, were given to him by Michael. I'm sorry. I was drinking. I couldn't correct you. No, I know. I, I saw that. I was like, let me read it real quick. So 14 measure staff that uh, Michael wanted Victor to practice. So Victor was going to bring that to Jonathan. And he noticed that the measures were, a couple of measures were erased. Jonathan had the paper, but it was a paper that Michael gave him. And it happened to be that those same measures were erased. Um, and, uh, you know, that uh, talking about the fact that they're trying to erase music. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see, I'm just, where can we jump through to? 
I don't know where we can jump to. What do you got? So I, I so they, 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 they talk a lot about other stuff and, um, you know, they talk about Sifu and how Sifu is a big, you know, Green Hornet fan. Um, I'm going to jump quite a ways. Do you think? Because it's, um, it's just a lot of like little filler stuff. Yeah. So this is where they, they start talking about the phasers. And um, so it says, according to Michael, we are most susceptible to the phasers when we are not living our highest ideals. Low self-esteem, dishonesty, this dishonesty, selfish ego, and similar attributes bring our own vibrations down. So, is this where I want to talk about the the phaser part of it, or is it later in the in the chapter? No, later in the chapter. Um, but it's it's interesting because, you know, think about if you think about what we've what they've talked about in vibrations and emotions and stuff. Um, you know, they talk about love being the the strongest of all vibrations, but anger is not a very strong vibration. But it's it's almost like. Like we talk about the different vibration, like frequencies, right? So there's, you know, the higher frequencies that are, they're smaller, but they're more intense and they can travel further. And then you have the base frequencies, which are, are much longer in terms of wavelength, but they don't travel as far because there, there's so much wasted motion and movement. Um, so it's almost similar to that where, you know, you can think about love as kind of a higher vibration because it, it travels forward, it's stronger, it's more intense. Whereas anger is, well, yes, it can be intense, but it's it's a lower form of energy, I think. So it's kind of a lower frequency. And if you think about it that way, you have high, high, you know, the good stuff in the high end and the bad stuff in the low end. I don't know. Makes sense in my brain. No, it, I no, I totally get what you're saying because then you have all those other emotions in between those that would f- resonate or be a different vibration. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing that I, I think is most interesting is and this is something that I've had discussions with with people and it's my own opinion and I'm sure others may feel the same way because love is what it is it encompasses so many different emotions because within love you can be sad within love you can be happy mm-hmm. within love you can be angry um, right. within love you can be jealous so the the main word of lo- love is a good thing it's a high vibration and it's always good to strive for that but you're going to hit those other emotions even when you're striving for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, like you said that I agree with you on that. I think the idea is to always shoot for that higher frequency. Like you're going to have those other ones. You're going to have no choice. They're mm-hmm. going to happen, but you should always be reaching for that higher frequency. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, the bases are just very angry people. Mm-hmm. Like Victor Wooten must yeah. be a very angry person because <laughs> he plays bass. But yeah. even even him, he plays the bass, and it's not always very bassy. Mm-hmm. He really does a great job of using the harmonics and the higher notes on that instrument, yes. and makes it sound really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I know there's other players that do the same thing. We're just yeah. we're talking about him, mm-hmm. and and you don't always feel like he's playing the bass. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's very interesting, too, is that he's taking what what, what we may call an angry instrument, quote unquote, and right. he's making it a higher resonating instrument. Yeah, that's very. Yeah. It's just it's it's so and, fu- and what you just said about about him playing the bass like he's not really playing the bass. That's what this is all about. Exactly. You know, they say it so many times when you stop playing the bass, then you can really play music. That's right. That's what it's about. Right. Um, 
to jump for so we learn about the word phasers and they talk about how they're using the headphones to cancel out all the music in the surrounding area uh and all that good stuff well bad stuff but in yeah, a sense good stuff. stuff within the book low stuff low stuff Wait, what low stuff low stuff there you go uh and they talk about how victor says what happens if seafood didn't like rescue him like kidnap him and he said he would have been in like hypnosis but they're not sure how that would have worked and all that good stuff why do i say good stuff it's not good stuff it's bad stuff no we don't want to do that <laughs> stop saying good stuff stop saying good stuff uh, um and then so they, they actually found a pair of headphones yes and michael puts the headphones on to see what was happening or what would happen if if he put the headphones on and because michael is able to control his emotions and his vibrations in a way the headphones didn't really affect him but when he let his guard down he did fall into some sort of a hypnotic trance or whatever um, and the only way to bring him out of it uh, uncle clyde and isis um, started singing and and they, it says specifically they don't they didn't sing they sang at him right you know they directed their vibrations at him to counteract the vibration so we didn't really talk about what what phase is. Um, so, to, is this what you wanted to talk about? No, no. But um, so, do, how much do you know about about being out of phase? How much do I know? Listen, yeah. I'm out of phase all the time. <laughs> like I come up to somebody and I cancel them out. <laughs> <laughs> So I know all about it. <laughs> so I, I kind of know what Victor knows about being out of phase. Um, I had one guy explain to me, and, and he said it happens a lot with, with when you're recording drums, more specifically in the cymbals, right. um, that the the frequency of, essentially what happens is, is the wavelengths travel in a way where they actually go and they cancel each other out. They actually kind of hit and they equalize it's, the it, it doesn't make sense to me in my brain, but that's essentially what happens when things are out of phase. So if you take one of those frequencies and you flip it so that way they no longer intersect at that one you know spot, it becomes back in phase. Right. Um, we have, I, mean, I don't know if you've seen it on your little thing, on your Apollo, but there is a button to reverse yes. the phase. Yes. So a lot of these instruments or recording devices have it. Um, a lot of playback inside of you know, digital workstations have it. Um, there are buttons on big, you know, boards, recording boards that have it. Um, so you can flip the phase of each individual channel. You can flip the phase on a whole, you know, a whole master track. Why it happens, I don't understand it. I'm sure if you Googled it or YouTube it, there's probably a much better explanation. So if you're interested, do that. Don't ask me. I don't know. I mean, so. think of it as as waves in the ocean. If they hit each other, yeah. they cancel each other out. Yep. It's that same concept. Um, I Like I've spoken about before, I have tinnitus. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I can do if I really wanted to, there's companies out there that find out what frequency your tinnitus re resonates at, and they create a device looks looks like a hearing aid that pro projects the frequency into your ear to cancel out the sound. Mm -hmm. So basically, they're creating a phase to, to, to combat right. that frequency so you don't have that buzzing in your ear. Mm-hmm. I decided not to do that because I really, I, not that I have a problem with hearing aids. I just didn't want to have to worry about putting hearing aids in all the time. Right. So I've, I've just kind of learned how to drown it out. Like right now it's, I could hear my tinnitus, even though I'm talking, you're talking, I can still mm -hmm. hear it. Uh, right. There are some, there is some music that I listen to that it kind of cancels out, but it's gotta be like more in the higher frequency 
because that's mm-hmm. where my tinnitus sits. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very interesting physics concept to understand mm-hmm. how wavelengths work. So definitely Google yeah. it. Definitely find it if on you're YouTube. Interested. If you're, if not, you're interested. No, no. It's homework, everyone. Listen to this episode. Once this episode is done, homework and get back to us. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> what are you doing? The podcast I listened to said give me homework. I don't know what to do. It's like that episode of um of uh of uh the Grand Tour where they do go mm-hmm. to Mongolia and they go up to this teepee and they say Typically at this time, we'll take out our phones before we go on camera, we'll Google it, and then we'll have some information for you. We can't do that right now because we have no service. So take a moment, Google it, and this is the TV. <laughs> they sent out a picture of their of their newest um, yes. thing. And, it, and he there, said it's good to be back, so I'm yeah, excited there, to see what they're doing. There much in the picture, but... No, it, I'm excited to see what they did. Yep. Uh, um, where are we? Back to the bug. <laughs> We're I think all we're, over the place tonight. It's okay. It's good. It's good. Because this whole chapter is just, you know. Uh, they talk about the effects of the phasers. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to find a way to combat them. And they said it. They found that younger musicians made the best students. Uh, because uh, No, that made the best students, but were also the most vulnerable to the phasers, is what they said. Right. Which caused more right. questions than anything else. Um, then the question was, how do you stop them? It, Before and, you get to that, I want to go back a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I hit the wrong button. See, that's oh, what happens no. when you use electronics. I know. Hang on. Let me open my book again. It's a Kindle. It's just burnt up. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? So after the experiment where Michael you know, put the headphones on, um, it says uh, it made it clear that love was essential because that's one of the the emotions that they projected at Michael. But um, then it says, it is when we are unaware living with lower ideals or playing uninspired music that the phasers launch their sneak attacks on us. Before we know it, our lives have changed in ways that are often imperceptible until it's too late. And that made me think about what we were talking about earlier about, you know, how society is forcing us to live, not really forcing us, but, kind of forcing us to live in the way that we are grooming us yeah yeah i mean it's so just a lack it's, like, it's just a lack for a better word there we're essentially yeah. groomed into this like even though exactly you're not, it's not seen as a bad thing because this is mm-hmm. what everybody's doing but at the same time this is what everybody's doing and right. you're kind of like groomed into it mm-hmm. and as soon yep. as you think outside the box i'm gonna go live off the grid in a cabin in the mm-hmm. woods and i'm gonna have they're like whoa wait a second right are you, are you crazy? Like, mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be a part of society anymore. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't want to be yep. a part and, of it. And so we're, we're getting close to Halloween time. And, and this this struck me last year. I think I mentioned it on the podcast last year. but So it was my first Halloween in the new house. Um, and it was very different than my old house. So my old house, it was a little cul-de-sac area. It was, you know, kind of secluded. It was really tightened i wouldn't say tight knit but there were a lot of kids you know and like everyone almost everyone in the neighborhood did the whole trick-or-treating thing everyone was outside you know i went out last year i was one of six or seven houses that did it you know like every house around me i was the only one around i could see maybe three or four houses you know participating and it was right. 
like very different than when I grew up as a kid. And I, like, is is it a culture thing? Is it a culture shift, or is it just the way this neighborhood does it? I don't know. No, I has, think. Or has the world changed? I, I don't know. I, I think it's changing because of safety. Right. I we even for us, which we're this neighborhood's been here for decades. My wife grew mm-hmm. up in this neighborhood, and she even said like back in the day when she was trick or treating, it was a ton of kids out there. I think maybe mm-hmm. we get. 10 people you know and and you know and and that's almost including groups of like three kids Mm -hmm. you know even we even took our son out we're walking around there wasn't a lot of people and it's not that people Mm -hmm. didn't have candy on the doors whatever it's just there weren't kids out there doing things right it also could be and this is the 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 is the demographic Mm. like right now we're having more families in the area that have younger kids, so it's possible that this year we'll have more. Whereas, mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, there wasn't a, like a lot of the people that were here that were still here during the pandemic that didn't sell their house were people that lived here and didn't have kids, and their kids were out right. of state, and and mm-hmm. you don't have the kids. So it's it could be the demographic of the area. You could just be in an area that doesn't have young kids right now. Yep. And that may change, but it, it's very interesting because I agree with you. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I remember like going out and there's kids everywhere on the block, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And it was like real. And we've candy. got like we've got certain hours, like it's six to eight. That's it. Yeah. You know. I remember being out at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, that's getting, we started getting real candy and not fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it's funny. <laughs> my, mom, my mom was talking about. It. This year, she's like, I'm not sure I'm going to do Halloween this year. And I was like, yeah, we're kind of thinking the same thing. It was kind of a waste last year. She was, but I might give out pencils. I'm like, oh, don't be one of those people, please. <laughs> That's funny. That is really Next funny. Next year, you're going to give out what? Toothbrushes? Come on. No, racers for the pencils. For the <laughs> racers, yeah. <laughs> oh, we digress. But it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, thinking about like how things have changed and, you know, you know, I, I, it's, it's probably been a slow change. You know, I, I don't think all this stuff happened right at you know at once, but you know, I'm sure well, hundreds of years ago things started changing slowly. It's well, that's the thing. It's it's the change happens so slowly that you don't notice it, and that's exactly what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, but you question it because you question of what changed from the time that we were younger mm-hmm. to now, and right. because you it happened so slowly, like we're trying to question it, we can't pinpoint it on our end. Yep. Has there been studies made on this? Probably. Mm-hmm. You probably could find studies made on this that people spent yeah. and wasted money on and said, what happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You can go back to what you're talking about now. Sorry. Um, so when you want to make a sauce, no, I'm joking. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was talking about how they, they were saying like, what are they going to do? How are they going to fight this? Um, and Isis says, we already told you, it's it's so simple, it's difficult. And she said, you have to feel. Feel deeply, honestly, and as much as possible. Hug each other, speak to each other, recognize and respect each other, sing together, play with, play with music together. The most important of all, love each other and love yourself. Which goes back to where they were saying that those that are not self-aware are more susceptible and and michael responds right music brings people together um not only to feel but to agree on what we feel 
that is powerful, and that is why music is an important force to the phasers to demolish. Uh, it is extremely important that we connect, continue to feel music. And they and they actually talk about society, mm-hmm. like how society's lost touch, uh, and you know why is that happening? People call Seiko says people call me weak if they show my feelings, mm-hmm. and you know Kakai's like you're not weak, and then she plays the drum. She says the drum doesn't sound right, and they think right. it's infected by the phasers. Mm-hmm. So they ask uh, Jonathan to put the drum outside, and she says goodbye to it because it's her. It's like her friend, and says goodbye yeah. to it, and hopefully she'll see it again soon. And then, uh, and then Mike, uh, Michael said, "Everything is a vibration. Everything is a vibration, and that's true. That's a proven mm-hmm. fact. That's a scientific fact. Yep. Everything vibrates. Science, science. Um, what's it?" What is, I blinded her with is that what it is? Is that the type song? Thank know. you for shaking in the background, doggy. I heard that. <laughs> I blinded her with science. Oh my goodness! Now I can't remember the lyrics of the song. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. Someone's gonna listen to this episode and be like, "How could he not know the lyrics of this song?" <laughs> uh, uh, Michael continued. We change our own vibrations all the time, and we can even change someone else's. You see it. Ideas are vibrations. Change your mind, and you've changed your vibration. Persuade someone to change their mind, and you've changed their vibration. And and this is something I truly believe in. You cannot change someone's mind. It's not going to happen. You can talk to them. You can offer advice. You can offer um, an opinion to the situation. But you can never tell somebody, you need to do this. Right. You can say it, but unless they truly want to make that change, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and they do talk about that in, in this book. They talk about yep. how that's the case. And then Ali says that um, when the men were at his church, he didn't hear the bells. And they say, well, are they moving? And he goes, yeah. She goes, maybe, um, maybe it was you that didn't hear him. You know, something like to that extent. The, and then the question just comes in, how do we stop him? How do we stop him? How do we stop him? And before you get to that, I think this, this quote is an important one too. Please. When we begin to act in ways we know are inappropriate, we give permissions we do not realize we are giving. We open ourselves up to many invasions. And I think that's, you know, part of what, what Ali was going through. I agree. In that moment. I agree. It's it's true. Because we... we lose touch to what's going on. Then they state that they need to start the training. Mm-hmm. Right. And Sifu starts the training. Sifu asks Victor to stand up, get yourself into a fighting pose. And he's like, I'm not a fighter. So he recalls an episode of Kung Fu, takes the stand. And Sifu goes, oh, you're a natural. Well done. You can put your hands down. And he said, first lesson, he slaps across the face. Yep. And he said, first lesson, never drop your guard. And the last line is, I didn't like my first lesson. And that's where we'll leave you. And that's where we'll leave you. For this week. So, totally different chapter than the previous episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is... Um, 
where it starts to uh, move even yep. forward. I mean, it was moving yep. forward, but now it even picks up even more. Yep. Yeah. And now we've got a full cast of characters. Now we got the Avengers. Yes. Avengers Assemble. Um, I, that's copyrighted, so I probably shouldn't say that. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> uh, that all being said, please join us next week to continue and to measure 12. Yep. We go live every Friday and Sunday. Kyle goes live on Friday nights at 8 o'clock. We go live together at 7.30 on Sundays. We have episodes drop every Tuesday, so we thank those that have been listening because you're listening to it right now, and we thank you. We are also on the YouTube, so if you want to see us, which... I just reached for the YouTube button. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we appreciate the fact that you want to see us, and we're sorry for the scary looks that you get. <laughs> so, um, and it is Halloween time, so it's a perfect time to watch a couple of horror episodes of us. There you go. Right. Perfect. But... Whatever drops on your streaming service is on YouTube a few weeks later, so you can check that out. And every Friday, Kyle does upload our bloopers or the funny things that happen. And um, yeah, that's that's really all it is. And then I think we need to change our closing. I think we need to update it. I was thinking about it the other day when I was listening to it, but we'll just talked about it. Yeah, we'll just go with it right now. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music.